been thinking a lot about all the radical and revolutionary things that Jesus calls us to do. According to Miriam Webster, Webster, revolution is a dramatic and wide-reaching change in the way something is organized, or radical alteration in people's ideas about something. The most revolutionary words that ring in my mind today are the ones that I also have the absolute most difficulty practicing. In Matthew, Jesus entreats, I say to you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. So what does it take to be a revolutionary? When I think about the revolutionaries that I most admire, like Aung San Suu Kyi, Nelson Mandela, Rigoberto Menchu, Dr. Martin Luther King. The qualities that come to mind are humility, patience, courage, and love. Every time I think about the people who cause the most horrendous suffering in the world, I'm tempted to believe that I'm somehow better than them. I can start to think that changing the world and revolution all depends on me, that I have really big, important things to do. Truth is, I only have my part to do. My part is essential, but it's only one part. Helen Keller said, I long to accomplish a great and noble task, but it is my chief duty to accomplish small tasks as if they were great and noble. One of the things that I'm grateful for is that God's grace helps me remember things. Like in revolution, there's also evolution. And an evolution is to change or develop gradually to a better, more complex, or more advanced state. God understands the nature of humanity. Jesus teaches me constantly about my own nature. All change takes time, and we may never actually see the revolution's end. Patience is imperative. According to the Dalai Lama, <clears throat> your enemies are your best spiritual teachers because... Their presence provides you with the opportunity to enhance and develop tolerance, patience, and understanding. Aung San Suu Kyi, under house arrest in Burma, spoke about the revolution there. It's not easy for people conditioned by fear under the iron rule of the principle that might is right to free themselves from the enervating miasma of fear. Yet, even under the most crushing state machinery, courage rises up again and again. Fear is not the natural state of human beings. Fear is in the world. It's generated by the vast machine to keep us from ourselves and from each other. This is where I can start to think that revolution depends on someone else. That it's somebody else's responsibility to do the work to change. And then I'm reminded of courage. Courage is not the absence of fear. It is acknowledging all there is to lose and doing it anyway. Dr. Martin Luther King once said, 
I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. That is why right, temporarily defeated, is stronger than evil triumphant. I believe that loving my enemies has the power to bring about this revolution. I'm really glad that Jesus doesn't say that I have to like my enemies. I don't know that I can ever do that. I work with people every day who have been brutalized by other people. I don't think that I can like them, and I certainly don't think that I'll ever agree with them, and I'll especially never condone their actions. I don't think that I'm supposed to like them or even love them for any of those reasons. What I really believe is that we are called to love our enemies because God loves them. And loving our enemies brings us closer to God. Because love is the most sacred act in God's kingdom. When challenged by the rabbis to speak the greatest commandment, Jesus responds, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and all your strength. And you should love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment other than these. So I was at breakfast this morning with my 15-year-old daughter, and we were talking about all this. And she said to me, Mama, it's basically my philosophy of life. If someone does something to hurt you, then you have to let it go. First of all, they probably had something bad happen to them, which doesn't make it right, and it doesn't make it okay, but it helps you to understand. You might not forgive them right away, but if you keep holding on to it and hate them for it, then then you only hurt yourself even more. You can't move on with your life if you're still hating them for hurting you. It calls to mind, for me, Jesus on the cross. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do.